This is Web Suasion Conversation, episode 27. Welcome to the show. I'm Ryan Williams, president and founder of the Web Suasion Group and Kapoka Studios here at Pinewood Atlanta Studios in Fayetteville, Georgia. If you're in the U.S., hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. We're glad to be back. This week on the show, we have Brandon S. Werner of TGS Demerdana. He is a CPA and Atlanta native who specializes in accounting systems and consulting, as well as corporate and personal income tax. Brandon is an active member of the Georgia Society of Certified Public Accountants and the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants. He is a past president of the North Perimeter Chapter of the Georgia Society of CPAs and has served on the board of directors of the State Society. In this episode, we discuss business development and merging cultures and adding value and services to Brandon's clients. And one of the things we also talk about is his CPA firm's expansion into IT security, which is a great fit for his clients and actually a little unusual in the accounting field, from my experience at least. Technology has become critical to business and so much of it is based in the cloud. Small businesses are often falling behind in both their approach to software products and implementation. Where we come in here at Websuasion is when a company is large enough, usually 25 employees or so, and unique enough in their approach, often they struggle to find software solutions that fit their functionality needs and are available securely in the cloud. The custom software we design for our clients takes advantage of every layer of security available, from SSL certificates with the latest TLS protocols, to encrypted cookies, tokenized API access, strict VPS and Kubernetes server security policies, and more. We work with the IT consultants like at Brandon's firm who manage the day-to-day hardware and make sure all the custom software we design for our clients is deployed properly and securely interfaces with their other platforms. If you'd like to discuss your company's software situation, feel free to give me a call. Ryan Williams at the Websuasion Group. You can reach my number at 404-418-8909, extension 10, or email me at ryan at websuasion.com. That's R-Y-A-N at W-E-B-S-U-A-S-I-O-N dot C-O-M. And you can also chat with me on our website. You can find that chat box in the lower right-hand corner, also at websuasion.com. So now, let's talk to Brandon Verner. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So tell me about your background. Where did you go to school? Born and raised a Georgia boy. Oh, yeah? That's, uh, That's rare. Third generation native, if you can believe it. It's very rare. Yeah, especially um, like, uh, most people you run into probably are not uh, originally from Georgia no, around here. No, since the Olympics, at, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, went to, went to high school here and then went to University of Georgia. Where'd you go to high school? I uh, went to Milton. Okay. Uh, up in Alpharetta. Yeah, that was a rival school so, of ours, I think. I was okay. South Cobb. So. Okay. So what did you do at the University of Georgia? Had a lot of fun. I miss it every day. Yeah. In my mind, I'm still 18. 
but in reality, not so much. But it was a great experience. Went in as an accounting major. Yeah. Figured once I got there, I'd figure out what I wanted to do. You weren't sure you wanted to do that? You I was not sure I wanted to okay. do that. Um, I knew I wanted to do business. That okay. I knew for okay. sure. Well, that's a good place um, to start then. Yeah. So Is that or legal, you know? Yeah. And, you know, going into the business school, if you went in as accounting, you had the flexibility to move around to right. whichever right. major you wanted. So uh, And that's a good foundation anyway. Oh, yeah. So many business owners start out not knowing anything about Yeah. Accounting. There's so much you can do with a degree and that's the yeah. cool thing about it. I mean, even if there's some sort of major change and they eliminate the tax code or right. something else, there's always something to do in accounting. Right, right, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> You've had a lot of changes recently with the tax code. So at University of Georgia, you finished, uh, got your accounting degree there. Graduated, came back to Atlanta, started working for uh, a larger local firm here in town mm -hmm. and was there for close to four years. Okay. Um, some really good experience there. And Was it mostly corporate or? or? Uh, it, it was mostly corporate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was small and larger businesses and there's, gotcha. there's a lot of individual as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that tends to come with it. Yeah. yeah. Or um, at least the executives that, that own the companies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It trickles down. Yeah. So did start off really as an auditor and just got a little tired of ticking and tying and testing. Um, right. And enjoyed much more doing the hands-on and the consulting. And so Now, when you talk about being an auditor, you mean... Financial statement auditor, not IRS auditor. Right. Okay. So, so yeah. what does that entail? Um, well, a lot of times the banks require it. They give loans to the companies, and so they require them to have an outside party come in to, gotcha. to audit the numbers to make sure they're loaning on what they... I see. I see. On. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Much more pleasant than from the IRS. Yeah, right. Side. <laughs> right. At what point did you decide you wanted to go out on your own? I guess I was close to four years in and it was just, I was not enjoying what I was doing as much yeah. anymore. And it was actually my father and his partner had started this firm originally okay. back in 1980. Had never considered going to work for them. Oh, uh, the firm that you were going mm -hmm. to, that you moved to. Okay. Yeah. Had never even considered that. And when I started thinking it was time for me to make a move. That was kind of the first time we ever had a conversation. Gotcha. Um, and ended up going over there and have been there ever since. So Okay. So was he like nearing retirement or did... Well, you... not at the time. Okay. I mean, he has since retired in okay. the last couple of years, but, uh, you know, I was still still pretty young and... You didn't and have to come in completely cold though. And not like completely, business, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's still a challenge coming in as the son. Yeah. You know, or the, or the child of, of one of the owners. Yep. You know, you have to prove you know what you're doing. Right. Because um, you definitely get a lot of... A little extra scrutiny there. Oh, yeah. Oh, daddy's <laughs> boy is coming in here. He doesn't know what he's what he's doing. Do you have other you know? siblings? or is so, it... I do. I've, yeah. got, I've got a brother. He's also in the business. Okay. Did, so, um, But he was not working for your dad? He was not, uh, but he is now. He joined us later. Gotcha. So, yeah. When you came in, what kind of things were you taking on? Were you just immediately being assigned to clients or were you having to do business development? And well, the nice thing is the smaller firm that we were gave me the opportunity to do some business development right. that I didn't really have as a junior person right, in right. a larger firm. I mean, the type of clients that I was going to have contact with weren't going to fit in with that size firm. You probably have um, more latitude to, to find new oh, industries yeah. to focus on. And, sure. Yeah. And even just from the individual tax side. Yeah. Friends, neighbors, they weren't a fit for the bigger firm, but they right. were for us on a smaller scale. So right. that was that was enjoyable for me. And you had your own college network of friends sure. and stuff to pull from. Yeah. yeah. So what did you find was most effective? Did you get into like referral networking or any kind of like chamber yeah, of commerce stuff? Um, you know, I, I've, I've done some of the referral groups, several referral groups over the years. Yeah. You know, they work for a while and they can be good. Right, right. And 
some are better than others. Right. And it's a challenge. I mean, I, I know, you know, how I want to grow my business and how I want to help my clients, but yeah. you know, getting in front of those right people is, is always a challenge. Once your dad did retire, were you running it at that point or was we were running it together with your brother? Um, um, he's not really in the uh, firm administration role, but he, gotcha. you know, but uh, my dad and I were more, you know, running the firm. So even from retirement, he's still kind of. Yeah, it was a this constant like five year rolling of, of yeah, him yeah. saying, "All right, we need a five year plan, a five year <laughs> plan," and we worked on it. So right, right. Um, you know, he finally decided he was ready to go, and uh, you know, we really had an opportunity that came along right at the same time to merge with this other group. Okay. Tell me, tell me about that. What This is TJS? TJS, Merdana. Yeah. Okay. So um, we merged in with them about two years ago. Okay. And it's different, but it's a lot the same. So it's a much bigger firm than we were. I mean, we've typically right. been a 12 to 15 person office. Um, Single office? Too. Yeah. So with TJS, we've got five offices right now throughout the state. Wow. And over a hundred people. Okay. Um, so the resources are fantastic. That, yeah, yeah. You know, we just didn't have before as far as hiring, retention, the technology side, staffing, because yeah. we can reach out to other offices, which right. we couldn't do before. It was a real good opportunity because it allowed my dad to retire and for me to have a 20-year plan to yep. go on without everything, you know, administratively having to fall on me. But if you walked in our office, if you were an existing client, you wouldn't notice anything except the name changed. Gotcha. You know, we're still in the same space. We still feel like that small firm. We just have these resources. Has it affected the way you do uh, marketing or business development? Now, obviously, with a name change is a little different. But I mean, as yeah, far as getting new clients, um, well, it allows me to to market things I couldn't market before. Okay. For instance, that financial statement audit we were talking about was not something that we did in our size firm. If right. we had a client that needed it, we'd have to you know, partner up with another firm and source it out. Gotcha. So now if my client needs it, I can do it. You got it internally. If, yeah. yeah. My client needs evaluation. We can do it. So there's a lot of stuff that I can offer now uh-huh. uh, that I couldn't offer before. There's been a lot of tax law changes, obviously, in the last year or so here. Um, it, it's been a challenge, to say the least. Yeah. So basically, you had to go through a whole re-education, essentially, with the... Yeah. I mean, we were really sitting in continuing ed in January of this year yeah. as tax season is starting Yikes. and they're just now finalizing regulations. So we're trying to figure out the effect of some of these new laws. So uh, you so, still don't know on some of this. Some you still don't know that we haven't yeah. gotten clarification on. Um, so you exercise your best judgment mm-hmm. and they'll come out with their regulations right. later and you'll adjust to them. But, uh, gotcha. yeah, gotcha. it's, it's been a big one. I've, I've said, you know, this, I think was about 20, my 23rd tax season or busy season that I've been through. Right. So I mean, I can't go through another one of these uh, major, major tax overhauls. And I think yeah. the last one was in 86 before my time, but it's been uh, that long, wow. yeah, since it was that okay. major of an overhaul. Wow. And, uh, it's, it's been a challenge. As comfortable as you are talking about this, what are the benefits of the changes and what are some of the negatives? I mean, I think taxes overall are lower. The majority of my clients are seeing a benefit in their pocket. Yeah, especially if they have an S-corp or an LLC of their own. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
you know, of course, it depends on your political affiliation, whether you feel like that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, it's, it's my job just to take the laws and, and, and yeah. minimize your taxes as best as we legally can. Right. But yeah, I think people are, are coming out ahead. It's, it's been a little confusing. And as a preparer, we always joke whenever they simplify the tax code, you know, we get more business because it's, <laughs> it's always a reinvention. Right. It's never simpler. But it is for a lot of people. There are definitely, you know, who don't have complicated, a simple... W two, it has gotten simpler. Right, right. But if but for the ten ninety nine people, it's there's, a whole there's all world kind of difference. There yeah. is a whole world of difference, a whole different level. Yeah. Um, because there is that new deduction. Not to get like super technical on you, but yeah. there there is a, a new for small businesses, excluding certain industries such as mine and and other financial industries. For some reason, we got carved out. Yeah. Um, but so is it similar to like my wife's a financial consultant, and so she she's can't run as a business because she has to run as an individual because the SEC wants that. Yeah. Uh, so she can't take those deductions <laughs> as she would normally take as a company. Yeah. Um, um, and is that the same thing with the, the CPAs? Do you uh, it, it's it's similar. Um, it's it's they they created a new deduction that was very favorable to a lot of manufacturing and, right. and just companies outside of the financial realm. Uh-huh. Um, so for a lot of people in insurance or wealth planning, uh-huh. um, banking, they really didn't see a huge change in their tax situation from this bill. Right. Um, but anybody small business who's in manufacturing, really anything outside of that financial services industry get a nice boost. So the people who are in the financial services industry, what kind of things can they no longer deduct? If you're a W-2 employee only and don't have your own business, one of the things they did get rid of is the ability to deduct your unreimbursed business expenses. Yeah. It was really a big deal for a lot of salespeople. Right. So companies are having to do some adjustment on how they compensate those people. Right. Because right. they, from this bill, have actually potentially seen a tax increase. Right. Because they took away some of those deductions. So now um, you have to maybe get paid a little less in commission and get reimbursed for your- Right. Expenses versus them being on you. Gotcha. Um, exactly. A lot of people that listen to the podcast maybe just kind of thinking about moving forward with their business idea, business concept. What are some of the benefits between doing an LLC versus an S corp? What would you, from a tax perspective, what would yeah, you? Yeah, it's an interesting question, and it, it certainly depends on your personal situation. Mm-hmm. Generally, whenever I have a client that's starting out, I usually recommend they start with the LLC because it gives them the most flexibility possible. Right. right. It allows them to decide down the road. Yeah. And S corp is what I should be now. Right, right. Because they can <clears throat> they can modify the S corp to become and a, but or if the you LLC. start off as an S corp. You're, You're an S corp. Right. There's no going back. And I do have clients that get to me that way. Yeah. They've already, you know, they're so proud of themselves. They <laughs> they set everything up. Went to legal zoom and <laughs> they made their election. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, okay. So what comes with an S corp is you have to file a separate tax return, you have to do payroll. Yep. And you have to look for there's a cost benefit analysis to kind of decide. Yeah, yeah. Where do I switch? What time do I move over or do I? And part of that's how much income you have coming in, Absolutely. It's definitely what it comes down to. And so a lot of times when people are just starting out a new business, you know, the first couple of years, they're crawling. Right. And there's no reason to to Probably taking a loss on paper. Yeah, yeah. Just explain a little bit more about how that works. So uh, with an LLC, it's a pass-through. You're not taking payroll the same way as you could through an S-Corp. Generally, like the LLC is very simple. If it's just you... Mm-hmm. Um, a one-member LLC, yeah. then doesn't even have any filing requirement other than it goes on your personal return as another schedule. Right. So from a tax standpoint, it's kind of a non 
entity, yeah. uh, which can be nice. Um, it's and just legal protection, basically. Exactly. Yeah. You add a partner in there, and it does have a separate filing at that point in time. Right. Um, but then the income or loss from the entity flows down to the individuals, and they pick it up and report the income or loss right. on their personal tax returns and, pl- and pay that personal tax rate. And they don't take payroll. They're not supposed to take payroll. Right. You take what's called a, a draw or a guaranteed payment. Right. And then have to submit estimated tax payments to the IRS and the state on a quarterly basis uh, to make sure you're up to date because there's no W-2 there to be withholding right. for you. And if you're transitioning from having worked for somebody else and getting paid on a W-2, you're used to paying half of the- Correct, the, the FICA. The FICA, but now you're yeah. having to pay both sides of it. And, and it can be an adjustment for someone. like They don't realize that by switching to you yeah. know a 1099 type yeah. job or working for themselves, you know, there's other things that come along with it. So you definitely have to evaluate it when deciding. Right. You know, it sounds good because you're like, hey, I'm going to be getting paid more because I don't have right. all this other stuff. But in reality, you may be getting paid more, but you also have to make sure you're putting that money away. Right, right. You for may, the government. A lot of companies are trying to get rid of, of staff, so they try to 1099 the employee. They say, hey, start your own company. You'll have your own time. I mean, it, it can be you a know. really nice benefit back to yeah. what we were talking about before. By having their own business, they can deduct expenses right. that they're incurring that they wouldn't be right. able to do as a W-2. So that's a nice benefit. They just have to remember there's taxes to pay. And, th- and that's when it gets to be an issue. If someone doesn't realize it, they're spending everything. Yeah. And then April comes around. It's like, oh, you have it's a $10,000 like, bill. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like, well, I don't have any money. And then it's this kind of cycle. Right. You know, it's hard to get caught back up. Well, you had a, a, a sort of unusual, well, I guess it's not unusual, like oh, there's a lot of family businesses, but you didn't have to start from the ground up with your business. But when you did take it over, your, your dad kind of moved into retirement. Did you find anything that you would have done differently now if, if you could go back? Or um, It's a good question. You know, we, we had a, a large merger that we did, gosh, probably been 10 or 12 years ago now. Oh, um, before, before the current one? Before the current one. Where, oh, okay. But it was more of a buyout. We purchased another firm at the right. time. And that was a learning experience. Just trying to merge the two uh, cultures that, together? That or? was very difficult. It was one of those yeah. where you look back and go, I think I bit off a little bit more than I could chew. Right. I think it was really good experience. Yeah. I wish we had done something smaller. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then learn from that, so then we could do some other stuff. So that was a bit of a challenge, but, but you got through it eventually, right? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, you do. It was just some, yeah. you know, I got some gray hairs and <laughs> that happened. Lost some nice sleep during <laughs> during that time. Um, you know, I'll say this this transition, this merger that we did a couple of years ago was certainly a lot uh, a lot easier. Well, and you probably learned a lot from the previous oh, yeah. instance that helped you do this Absolutely. one right. <laughs> yeah, definitely learned a lot. What about with other businesses when you're coming in as their CPA? What are some of the mistakes that especially newer businesses or businesses that are growing quickly have gone from a couple of partners to mm-hmm. now they're getting 10, 25 employees? What are some of the mistakes that they, they tend to make? Um, I would say a lack of planning. Yeah. You know, they're very focused on running that business and doing what they need to grow it. And other things tend to fall to the side. So what kind of planning are you talking about? Like about having money and uh, you know, that kind of thing? Money, taxes, you know, are yeah. we making the right decisions yeah. from a business and a tax perspective? So expenses too. Um, yeah. A lot of times they don't understand what they get taxed on. 
Yep. So that's a continual conversation. Yeah, especially but, new businesses, the K one blows their mind from the get go because they don't understand. Right. Like we haven't, I didn't, I didn't get personally right. paid. This is still sitting in the account. Yeah, well, yeah but you got to pay tax. And that's that's a, a key point. I mean, the IRS wants their money. Yeah. They don't care what you do with the money yeah. if you leave it in, in the company or not. And that's a real common misconception. Right. It's like, well, I left it in the company, so I don't have to pay taxes on it. Yeah. It's like they don't care about that. They it's yours. Your income minus your expenses. Yep. They want their money. You can take it and leave it in right. there at your at will. Right, but you're going to pay. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. So you got this merger that just happened a couple of years ago. It's been almost two years now, right? Yeah. What are you guys looking forward to as you as your division of it, and just as the company as a whole? What are you guys moving towards? Um, you know, definitely future growth and the right kind of growth. You know, it's it's not getting bigger for the sake of getting bigger. It's, right. You know, finding the right pieces, the right niches, the right clients that you want to work with to be yeah. better and to be able to give the best service that we can give. I'm always looking for how can I add another level of service to my client? Right. You know, what else can I do for them? And what kind of stuff would that be? So you've, you mentioned the audits, but... Um, I, I mean, it, it could be that or it could just it could be, it could be introducing them to the right person okay. that could help them with their business. Right. That has nothing to do with the accounting Makes side Makes you a hero. But, and... you know, how can I add value? Right. Well, I mean, if they're making more money, then you're also mm-hmm. in a you'll end up benefiting in the long run too. Right. Are there any particular verticals that you guys are expanding into or any services that you're offering that uh, you're excited about? Well, one of the things that I'm really excited about is um, we've we've added an IT arm okay. to our company and just merged in a uh, established business here in town, actually a, a longtime client of mine. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to now be able to call the owner of that business my partner as well. But I've never been able to offer you know, IT managed services or cybersecurity services to my clients before because it wasn't something we did. And now, so now that's part of the actual yeah, company. So you're yeah. doing. So now I can go to my existing clients again to try and add value and services and say, yeah. you know, let my IT guy come in and take a look and just see how everything is here and either give you a check mark or make you a little nervous. I don't know, but yeah, you know, a nice little. I'll be honest, I don't, I don't know that I've seen a, a, an accounting firm that went into the IT security It's part. becoming a, such a part of what we do. Is it really? Um, that firms are hiring non-CPAs okay. to help with the audits, to help with certain things that, that we're not trained to do, to make sure the systems are locked down. you got to have the IT guy. So a lot of times with these audits, I assume that you've got a lot of locations in different areas. Mm-hmm. You've got data that's being transmitted back and forth between them. And that's kind of what the security audit comes sure. into. Is, who's, sure. is there any potential for somebody messing with the books or, or gaining access to you know private information yeah. or anything like that? Yeah. So not only... Can they provide that service? But they do traditional managed service too. Okay, uh, you know, cloud storage and right. and all the backups stuff that, and yeah. that you know about well. <laughs> yes, fortunately <laughs> and unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Awesome, Brandon. Thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. As always, we hope you enjoyed the show and you got something out of it. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting network. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you subscribe to podcasts. 
It would also be great if you could do two things. Go to our website, websuasion.com, W-E-B-S-U-A-S-I-O-N.com. And from there, you'll be able to subscribe to our newsletter. We're going to start rolling out a new newsletter very soon. And we'd love for you to get that. It'll give you information on upcoming guests and programs and articles that we post to our website. And also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can get to that at the top of our webpage. There is social media links up at the top. Click on the YouTube one. I think it's third from the right. And that will take you to our YouTube page. Click the subscribe button and click on the bell icon and you'll be notified when we post new videos. We post about 10 a week. They're excerpts from the interview section of the podcast and they're great to share with your clients and colleagues. Next week on the show, we have Mark Borelli. With over 30 years of strategy and investment banking experience, Mark is expertly positioned to offer a range of unique advisory services. Across Europe, Africa, and the United States, he's closed more than 100 transactions worth over $3 billion. He's also currently a Vistas chair. We look forward to hearing more about that. We hope you'll join us. And until then, have a productive work week. <laughs>